You are tuned in to Calvary Chapel's Bible Prophecy Series. of Lamb and Lion Ministry, and we're transmitting live from our station in the Aventura Hollandale area in Miami, Florida. Well, our lines will be open for those of you who would like to be part of today's program. You can call in or text in with your questions or comments. The phone number is 321-END-TIME or 321-363-8463. And today's topic will be that of the signs of the times, Jerusalem and the second coming. But before we continue, I would like to ask Nathan if he will open us up with a word of prayer. I'd be happy to, Pastor Vic, and again, thank you for having me on. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for a blessing of all those who are listening in. Lord, may we understand your words. May we understand what you have in store for us in the future. And Lord, we just thank you for giving us your prophetic word and helping us to understand you better. Bless this conversation for your honor and glory in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Again, you're tuned in to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we talk about the signs of the time, Jerusalem and the second coming. Well, today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura and the Truth Will Set You Free ministry. You can find more information at calvaryaventura.com on Facebook on JN8. 32. Of course, we want to encourage you to stay tuned during the weeks here on Wednesdays at 10.30 a.m. for that Christ in Prophecy program. And, of course, on Tuesdays, the Calvary Chapel Bible Prophecy School of Ministry Radio Edition. And, of course, during the week, some wonderful programs such as the Pastor's Perspective, the Open Mic, and the House of Prayer. But before we continue today's program, I want to welcome my special guest, Nathan Jones of Web Minister with Lamb and Lion Ministry. Nathan, it's great to have you on the program. It's always a blessing, brother. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure to have you. Of course, we also want to thank our T-Wave.TV family for tuning in live across T-Wave.TV as well as on Facebook there, T-Wave.TV. Nathan, man, it's always a pleasure to have you. And I'm always excited because God is always doing a wonderful thing with your ministry, Lamb and Lion. Uh, I also want to thank you. You posted an incredible blog there of our previous programs. And I wanted to see if maybe you can share just briefly again some contact information about your ministry and where people can get a hold of this wonderful material. Certainly. Uh, our ministry is Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry proclaiming the soon return of Jesus Christ. We believe that the Bible has given us so many signs that point to Jesus' soon return, and we're just really excited about that. And so we want to tell people, and folks can find out uh, information uh, not only about this ministry, but all sorts of information about what the Bible says, about the end times, uh, our television show, Christ in Prophecy, uh, Facebook group, uh, they can join, and social networks, and our blog, which is a daily dose of Bible prophecy. Sign up for our newsletter. It's all on lamblion.com. That's L-A-M-B-L-I-O-N.com. And there you can find all that information and get to know our ministry better. Excellent. Thank you, Nathan. And for those that are watching live there, tway.tv to casting, we have the website up so you can check that out. And also, Nathan, you don't know this, but right now we're actually in my background uh, playing one of our conferences that we did together, you, myself, Don Perkins, and that's all in the background. And we have such a great time. Remember that? Yeah. Wow. Can you believe that? That'll be four years ago next week. Four years. 
Four <laughs> years. Time does go by, doesn't it? <laughs> we got to do something else, Nathan, right? Because that exactly. was... Exactly. <laughs> it's been too long. <laughs> but that was... it was a blessing to see you earlier this year in January at the conference down in the Hialeah. So I'm glad we uh, do get to do some conferences together. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be so much fun. And, of course, Nathan, we have a, a, an incredible program uh, lined up uh, for today. Uh, it's just been exciting, the journey that you have taken us through uh, with talking to us about 10 incredible signs uh, of the end times. And there are signs all around us. But, you know, Nathan, I want to ask you, you know, the movie Left Behind uh, just came out, and I wanted to see if maybe we could talk to you. I, I, know, I know that you went to see the movie. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah, I took a, a number of uh, my coworkers and I. We went to check it out. Uh, we were a little leery, uh, for one, because we know it's a secular production. Uh, Tim LaHaye and Jerry B. Jenkins, the authors of the 12-part Left Behind series, had no part in the making of the movie. And so we were a little concerned. Another concern we had was that the director of the movie uh, uh, wasn't a Christian. And matter of fact, he, he kind of compared the, the theology to the movie to where he did Starship Troopers. And so I'm like, oh, no, this going to be like another <laughs> Noah or something, you know. But you right. know what? I was very pleased. It was very uh, dead on with not only the original movie, but with the first book in the series, Left Behind. And uh, it uh, did not give an overt gospel message, but appointed people uh, all over to different Bible verses. It made it very clear that, that God was behind the rapture and that it was yes. about Jesus Christ. And it set up for the two sequels that they're going to make and they've already got in the works is that people will be living after the rapture into the tribulation period and what would the tribulation period be like and i think the movie did a wonderful job of setting that up absolutely nathan i went to check it out as well and of course yeah, what did you think yeah I, I thought it was very very good uh like you said uh, i liked to also you mentioned it on one of your blogs uh on facebook that yeah the gospel was not presented you know the the name of jesus uh it wasn't uh for i guess for those who saw the original left behind series uh this was a totally different take and maybe some might have been a little bit disappointed you know but overall it was a very clean movie uh nothing questionable minor little scenes you know but nothing major but I thought it definitely will get people's attention in the soon return of the Lord. I hope so. Uh, it must be doing well because the critics are bashing it unmercilessly. <laughs> I mean, they hate it. They, they're saying that this is the worst disaster Nicolas Cage has done in, in movie making, and they're just really on them about that. But, you know, they don't understand. They think it's all a fairy tale. And, you know, the Bible is a fairy tale to those who are who don't believe, and, and that's, that's fine. That's expected. But we're hoping that the Lord will open their eyes and yes. realize that this subject matter is serious. It's a biblical subject. The Bible has told us tremendous detail about Jesus' return, the rapture being the Absolutely. first phase of that, and we need to take it seriously because, you know, I don't know if clothes will be falling out of the sky in a mall or <laughs> cars will be crashing all over, stuff like that. I don't know, but we do know that the Bible in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 1 Corinthians 15 That's right. and uh, John and other places teach us that the rapture of the church is coming. And so the Left Behind books, especially, and now the movies, I believe that God's really using them to get people to seriously think about the Lord's soon return, get it out into the secular people, make them aware, and it, if they get saved, that's wonderful. And if they don't, they'll know that something is happening, and, and they'll know what the reason is, and that's that Jesus called all believers in Christ up to him to heaven. 
Absolutely, Nathan. I love that, and that is so true. I, I, I'm, I'm glad for once that we're seeing some uh, better movies out of Hollywood compared to all the junk that is out there, right, Nathan? So I'm, I'm in full agreement, and I do pray that they will continue to make those contents that are going to point people uh, to Jesus in one way or other, or to give us a conversational piece, right, Nathan, to evangelize. Yeah, and I think that's what the movie is really great for. It does open up a chance to, to share the gospel. I mean, all these movies coming out of Hollywood, they're tiptoeing around a lot of things, except for God's Not Dead. They're, they're tiptoeing around things. They're too scared, I, I think, to, to overtly be a, a Christian gospel message. They're trying to get out into a secular audience and lead people back to the gospel, and it's our responsibility as Christians to take what's been given us, to take this opportunity that clearly God's given us, and use that to share the gospel with people. They, oh, you saw Left Behind Me? What do you think? You know, and, and then go into the detail about what the Bible has to say and equip people with God's Word. I absolutely. I really uh, i am so uh, grateful that you share that. And, of course, for anyone that is tuned into the program, uh, you're tuned into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we just commenting a little bit on the Left Behind movie. That just came out but nathan of course we're talking about signs of the times and different kind of signs and and nathan today is another phenomena that's taking place right yeah yeah well there's yeah you're talking about the blood moon i assume this that's morning. right yeah so nathan i i i caught the last blood moon uh, uh a little bit back and i was able to get a glimpse it was a beautiful thing you know now this time around man i got up early here in the miami area to go check it out and it was only clouds Oh, no, no. Yeah, here in the Dallas area, uh, we started off the morning with a very clear view of it. Uh, some of my coworkers took pictures, and I got to see the tail end of it. And then the clouds came in and covered it all over, so we just got to see it. Oh, that is great. And, of course, a phenomenon that's happening in our time. Nathan, we're talking about the signs of the times. Any correlations here? The Blood Moon's books have been written lately. A lot of talk about it. Can you briefly uh, describe that to us? Sure. A blood moon is nothing more really than an uh, eclipse. It's a lunar eclipse. The Earth passes between the sun and the moon, and it causes an eclipse as the Earth's shadow crosses over the moon. And they call it a blood moon it's because it's got a reddish color. Not only does the eclipse give it a reddish color, but the low position of the moon along the horizon gives it also a reddish color, you know, kind of like when you see a sunset and the sun goes from yellow to orange. Right. So the moon isn't actually changing color per se, but it has the perception of it. And uh, what we know this year is that there's two full blood moons uh, in this year. One was in the spring and one was today. And then next year there'll be two full blood moons. And uh, what that is called is a tetrad, which is a, a series of four consecutive blood moons are also tied to for uh, solar eclipses that are also coming, too. So when you tie that together and then you look over Israel's history and you're like, hmm, if any of these these tetrads happened that corresponded with, say, anything that happened biblically, because uh, we know that uh, there's been 87 tetrads since the time of Christ, and eight of those tetrads have fallen on Jewish feast days. And, you know, we just passed uh, recently Yom Kippur, so people are wondering, huh, does this have anything to do biblically? Is it as a sign that something prophetic is going to happen? And uh, I think the answer is uh, we just have to wait and see. Exactly. It's like a lot of things, right, Nathan? Uh, we have to wait and see. We talked about the Left Behind movie. We know certain events are going to transpire biblically, the tribulation and everything else. And really, uh, uh, we just have to wait and see. Not, no need to start speculating, right, Nathan? Because uh, otherwise, we might sometimes make fools out of ourselves. 
Exactly. I mean, there's been so many people that have jumped the gun and gone out and said, yeah, Y2K, that's going to be right. the end of the world. Or or uh, Harold Camping came out, the, was it 2011, and twice said, oh, yeah, we're at the end of the world. And there's so many people through history that say that, oh, yeah, this sign or that must mean it's the end of the world. But Jesus said in Matthew 24 that no one knows the day or hour Absolutely. of his return. And that's referring to the rapture, because the rapture could happen at any moment. Now, we know the day and hour exactly when Jesus returns at the end of the tribulation, because the Bible gives us exactly seven years consisting of, uh, you know, 36, uh, excuse me, 30-day months, and you add those up and you get the 2,520 days that add up to the end of the tribulation. So that, that's the point that we know Jesus will return. But I think that what we're seeing with these blood moons and, and other things fall into what we discussed a few weeks ago, and that is the signs in the heavens. As we got closer to Jesus' return, Absolutely. Jesus told us in Luke 21 that there'd be signs in the heavens to look out for on top of many other signs, and these could be under that category of signs in the heavens. But again, we don't know. There's been many tetrads over the last 2,000 years, and they really haven't meant much of anything. Absolutely. And of course, Nathan, that's what I love about uh, your ministry, Lamb and Lion Ministry, Dr. Reagan, but same as us, Calvary Chapel, is that we, we like to take a very biblical approach to things, not this whole mass hysteria deal. But we just, hey, man, if it's not in the Bible, let's leave it out. If it's in the Bible, let's talk about it. If we're not sure, let's just say we don't know. <laughs> Wonderfully said. That That's absolutely right. You know, there are some people really hoping that these blood moons mean something, the rapture of the church or something related to Israel. You know, I, I was asking uh, even my own parents who, who were really excited about this blood moon thing, and, and I said, you know, it's kind of extra biblical, and, uh, you know, we can't really put any stock in it as a prophecy. And I think my mother made a good point. She said, I'm just so tired of waiting. I just want something to happen in, in the way of the rapture. And she's right. There's so many Christians out there that, are, that know the signs of the times out there and understand what's going on. And they know Jesus is coming soon, but they just wish it would be now, you know? <laughs> it's so hard to be patient when we see the world falling apart around us, and we're in this world. But, you know, Pastor Vic, like you and I do all the time, we know that the time is short, and the time is now to get the gospel out. And if the Lord's tarrying, then there's a reason for it. And we need to use that precious time we have left to share the gospel. Absolutely, Nathan. And you know, a few years back, we did the Future Hope Conference that you put together. And, and that we want people to know that there is hope. There is still hope, right, Nathan? And the Lord is coming, not to, not, not to fret in a sense. He's just really, we're in a time of grace. God has given opportunity for people to come to him. And he's kept this window open and us to be here, right, Nathan, to be the salt uh, of the earth. Exactly. Matter of fact, the Apostle Paul called the rapture the blessed hope. So when we talk about the rapture of the Church, it's, it's an exciting thing. It's meant to give us hope to know that we won't have to live through the worst time period in human history. Absolutely. I mean, as bad as it is now, those seven years that are coming on the earth will literally be the worst time in human history, and God promises that Christians do not have to experience His wrath, and therefore we will not be here for the tribulation. Excellent point. Thank you, Nathan. And again, you're tuned in to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones. Our lines are open. The local number is 321-END-TIME, 321-363-8463 or 305-992-9537. Text in or call in with your question or comment. Nathan, you've been taking us through this incredible journey of the signs of the times. You've talked to us uh, about a number of things that are going to transpire in the end time as we look at Matthew 24, uh, Luke chapter uh, 21 and you talked to us in our previous program about persecution then we started to talk about the role of Jerusalem can you talk to us about these signs 
certainly. Well, we get to the ninth sign that Jesus gave out of the ten in Luke 21 with parallels in Matthew 24 and Mark 13, where the apostles had asked Jesus three questions. They wanted to know when the temple would fall, and we know that happened in 70 A.D., uh, but, you know, there, there's then another time, and that's when the apostles asked the second question, now what will be the signs of the end of the age? And that's the church age that we're living in now. And then the third question they asked is, what will be the signs of Jesus' coming, the second coming at the end of the tribulation? So Jesus gives us ten signs, and interestingly, each of the ten signs, except for one which we haven't got yet, answers each of those questions. And we also are told that the signs would come like birth pains. In other words, they they come more frequently and more intensely the closer we got to these time periods. So that, sure, we've let's take the sign that Jesus gave earthquakes, for instance. Earth has always experienced earthquakes, but the closer we get to his return, they'd come more frequently yes. and more intensely. And uh, you go to any of the sites like uh, NOAA or any of those that follow earthquakes, uh, and you will see that the earthquakes are indeed statistically proven to be increasing much greater and much more frequent and much more intensity the closer we get into the rapture of the church. And Nathan, and we've seen, of course, a lot of things lining up lately. Uh, the Bible talks about famines and pestilence. I know people are freaking out with the whole Ebola thing, right? So uh, it is a preparation for what the Bible says is coming. Yeah, yeah, and it gets people... Uh, it gets people's attention. You know, people, even secular people who don't know the Bible are saying, you know, something's not right here. Now, they might point to global warming or, or I don't know, any, you know, <laughs> any kind of man-made excuse. But, but this has been prophesied for 2,000 years and even longer when we talk about the sign of, of Jerusalem because that God has us knowing through the Bible that as we get closer to the answers to those three questions, that Jerusalem would be the sign. Matter of fact, I'll even yes. call it the super sign, the sign pointing to the answer for each of these three questions. Mm, absolutely. And of course, Nathan, we find there in Luke chapter uh, 21, uh, just some incredible uh, prophecies as you've been taking us through Jerusalem and also modern day, uh, the United Nations, how Jerusalem lines up today. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Certainly. Well, uh, what Jesus says about Jerusalem in uh, Luke 21, start in verse 20, is when you see Jerusalem being surrounded by armies, you will know that its desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those in the city get out, and let those in the city not enter, the country not enter the city. For this is the time of punishment and fulfillment of all that has been written. How dreadful will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. There will be great distress in the land and wrath against this people. They will fall by the sword and will be taken as prisoners to all the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Incredible prophecy, Nathan. And, of course, we see there uh, uh, just a, a, a God's plan uh, with the Jewish people, right, Nathan? Um, we see the, the, the time clock now is moving much faster uh, than over 2,500 years ago because we see Israel... Uh, become a nation and we see another a lot of other things but but with that we also notice the hatred uh towards the jewish people right that is going to lead into even a greater hatred into the tribulation right right uh, it's clear that god has made israel the object lesson for all of human history i mean their covenant promise with god the rejection of god the rebellion against god how he sends judgments upon them to to bring them back to him the repentance that they give, and then he blesses them again. 
and that cycle goes on and on and on throughout Jewish history, and then you get to the point where Israel is so evil and, and, and so bad that God, um, he exiles them, just as he promised way back in Moses' time, hundreds of years before that, and the Jews were exiled first the northern tribes in 722 B.C., and then in 586 B.C., Judah and Jerusalem were exiled up to Babylon. There, as, as God said, that they would stay there for 70 years, and they stayed there for 70 years in Babylon, and then Cyrus gave an edict and sent them back to Jerusalem. Israel was become, became a nation again, right out of exile, amazingly, and they stayed there all the way through the Roman times until they got about 70 A.D. Now, the Jews in, in Jesus' time were always rebelling against the Roman Empire, and the Romans had finally had it at that point in about uh, 67 A.D. They sent a, a general named Titus Vespasian. He besieged Jerusalem for three years, and when his armies finally broke through the walls of Jerusalem, mm. they did exactly like Jesus prophesied that we just read. They came in, they destroyed Jerusalem, they destroyed the temple, they set it on fire, and as earlier in Luke 21, we read that Jesus said not one stone would be left upon another, I'm using Matthew 24, and that's what the Romans did. The gold in the temple melted between the stones, and the, the Romans in their fury, they they, they crowbarred the, the stones apart and threw them down into the Kitchen Valley to get the gold between the stones, and literally not one stone was left upon another, and the Jews were exiled out of Jerusalem and out of uh, Israel, and they were spread to the four corners of the earth, just as the Bible prophesied. Incredible, Nathan. And I mean, prophecy is so precise. That's what I love about the Bible, and we encourage anyone that is tuned into the program. It is so important for you to make sure that you take time to study Bible prophecy, get a hold of all these wonderful resources, because it's, it's thrilling, right, Nathan, when you start to see things just happening exactly like the Bible says. Yeah, I think the Bible is 100% accurate on all its prophecies. When Jesus said that the temple would fall, he gave ten signs of the things that will come around that time period. And those signs happened just before the fall of, of the temple and in 70 A.D., uh, just as Jesus said, 40 years after his ministry about the temple fell, according to Bible prophecy, but, but, and then this is the amazing thing, Pastor Vic, is that almost 1900 years later, in May of 1948, Israel became a nation again. Wow. And so Jerusalem is in the hands of the Jewish people again. The temple has not been built yet, but we know that the answer to Jesus' prophecies about the fall of the temple, that there has to be yet another temple to be built, a third temple that hasn't been built yet, for these prophecies to apply to that too. So we're living in a time period where we see Israel as a nation again. We see, just like you said, a supernatural hatred of the Jews. I mean, people around the world hate the Jews, and you got to wonder, how could anyone hate a people group as much as they hate the Jews, but they do? And I believe that's satanically back. So we are getting close to the answer to that second question about what will be the signs at the end of the age, and we are living in that age now because yes. Israel is a nation again. Absolutely, absolutely. And Nathan, and that's why we're very excited to do these, t these sort of programs, because we believe that this is going to be something uh, incredible. These events are beginning to unfold. We believe that we quite possibly, right, Nathan, could be that generation that is going to be alive and remain, right? Well, that's what Jesus said in Matthew 24. He gave a parable of a fig tree, and he said that when the fig tree reblossoms, we know that the time is short. And the fig tree was a symbol for Israel, and that we knew that when Israel would become a nation once more, Jesus said that would be the generation, the, the people, the era, the, the, the race that saw 
the return of Jesus Christ. Israel has been a nation now since 1948. We have seen Israel become the focal point of the world's attention. Yes. I mean, it's crazy. The country's only the size of New Jersey, and yet the whole world <laughs> is obsessed over who controls Jerusalem and, and who what the Jews can do with their own land. They can't build an apartment without an uproar. <laughs> and, you know, it means something. It, it shows that the world's insane focus on Israel is leading up to Jesus rapturing the church and then the world's persecution on Israel through the seven-year tribulation until Jesus' second coming. Absolutely. And of course, and Nathan, now we're discovering uh, part of the reasons we believe why we, we see all eyes on Jerusalem. Some incredible natural resources, right, Nathan? Some things are developing and it's more of a cause now, right, for others to have their eyes on, on Israel. Well, for a long time, people wondered, uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39 talks about a great war where Russia, Iran, Turkey, Libya, and some of those stand nations and all, they get together and they want to come down and attack Israel. And it says the leader of this coalition that comes out of Russia, he wants to, to um, get into Israel and steal its money, its wealth. It, it, it covets Israel's right. wealth. And for years, people are like, well, where is Israel getting wealth? I mean, yeah, they're good with money and they have diamonds and, and all, but nothing worth conquering a country for. But in the last few years, Israel has found major gas finds in the Mediterranean, and they're still looking for oil. And so the thought is that, wow, Israel now is going to be not only independently wealthy because of its gas find, they won't depend on Arab oil anymore, but they'll be able to export it, and they'll actually become competition for Russia, which is the major exporter in the north. So there's a great reason now to understand why Russia wants Israel out of the picture. They want to come and they want to take her gas fines, and uh, that's the precipitation for that war, which we call the Gog and Magog battle. So, again, man, the pieces are falling in place, and things are starting to make sense. And, and Nathan, that's why we, we pray that anyone that is tuned into this program would recognize the time is so short. We see things lining up. The Lord is returning soon, and that's why we encourage any one of you out there, if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, Man, now is the time to come to the Lord Jesus Christ. And Nathan, maybe someone is tuned into the program. I know we only have about a minute left of the program, but maybe they can just pray a simple prayer, right? And they come to the to the to the knees and, and repent of their sins, and they can also be saved, right? Certainly, certainly. Jesus gave us these signs for a reason. He wanted us to know that He's coming back soon, and so you have to ask yourself: Are you ready? Is your heart ready? Have you given your life to Jesus Christ? Have you asked for repentance of your sins? Are you on his side, or are you still against him? And if you're against him, then you will be left behind when the rapture happens. But all you have to do is, if you're ready to give your heart and life to Jesus Christ, pray, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. Mm -hmm. and Jesus promises that he will forgive those sins, give you a new life, that blessed hope of the rapture, and eternal life with him. Mm. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan. And again, if you are tuned into the program, our lines will remain open as we close the first segment of our program and move into the second segment of the program as we talk about these incredible signs, Jerusalem, and also the return of the Lord. So again, thank you for tuning in for the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones. Our local number is 305-992-9537. Nathan, thank you so much for being part of the first segment of our program. Great blessing. Thanks for having me on, Pastor Vic. Awesome.